He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Welcome to episode 18 of Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. Today, we'll be covering questions 73 through 75 in To Be a Christian in Anglican Catechism, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Kurt Hine, Rector of Light of Christ Anglican Church in Georgetown, Texas, joined by my co-catechist, Father Isaac Rayberg, Rector of All Saints Anglican Church in San Antonio, Texas. Before we dive in, though, let's begin with prayer. This is the Collect for the Ascension. Almighty God, whose only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, ascended into heaven, may our hearts and minds also there ascend, and with him continually dwell, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It's a good, good prayer. Yeah, that our hearts and minds to their ascend, that's beautiful. Yes, I mean, that's, that's Colossians, right? Um, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, and, sir. And so the ascension doesn't, as we've talked about in the last episode, doesn't only have a um, sort of anticipatory nature, like it's not only telling us what, who we are going to be, but it, it changes us now, right? The Holy Spirit coming down renews our minds so that our, heart, that our, our thoughts are elevated into the heavenlies. So that's beautiful. So question number 73, then, what does it mean for Jesus to sit at God's, at God the Father's right hand? The throne on the king's right hand was traditionally the seat of one appointed to exercise the king's own authority. Ruling with his father in heaven, Jesus is Lord over the church and all creation with authority to equip his church advance his kingdom, bring sinners into saving fellowship with God the Father, and finally establish justice and peace upon the earth. So a big part of us affirming that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father is speaking of the authority that he has um, as, as the Messiah, as God the Son. Right. Um, right. Well, I mean, since the Father is not embodied, Right, we we can't and should not think of this as the father actually having a physical throne with sort of a a seat next to it where Jesus sits down. Um, that would not be that can't be what it's talking about. Right, and there's so, a certain metaphorical language that has to be here, even as Jesus is physically embodied and therefore could physically sit. Yes, so he can physically sit. Um, the the point here is that the ascension means that uh, I think N.T. Wright, again, he says something like, Jesus is at the control center of the universe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, like, I like that idea. Although it makes me think of like a room with all these buttons and knobs and dials. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's not, that's probably not a good visual image image either. But the, the point is like, your right-hand man, right, is is the person that has all, has your authority and and uses it. See, see now in my head, I'm picturing the uh, the old Enterprise bridge with the sound. <laughs> so yeah, so no matter what we do, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some image in our mind. Um, so yes, ruling with his Father in heaven, right? So equal authority. Jesus is Lord over the church and all creation. So yeah, God God is now, or you know. 
God became a human and now a human is exercising sovereignty and authority over all things, the entire created order, and especially uh, mercifully and graciously guiding his church to her destiny. That's right. So all, uh, all, all churchly authority, all bishops and archbishops, um, it's still an authority that's under the ultimate high priest. Um, all earthly kings are still an authority under mm-hmm. the king of kings. How comforting. Yeah, one of the, and we're, we're fixing to uh, have the coronation in England in just a few days from the time when we're recording this. And um, one of the symbols that that the that European monarchs have have received at their coronation for for a very very long time is the orb. That's actually um, part of our diocesan uh, seal is is the orb, but it's a circle with a cross on top, mm-hmm. and the symbol there is that Jesus is the king over the whole whole earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this even as he the king Charles is being crowned, he will be. Um, receiving a symbol to remind him that he is merely a king under the true king. Yes, it's incredible comfort. You know, I think people who do not have this comfort can become despondent at the state yeah. of the church because of the dysfunctional authority that you experience often in the church. I mean, you just have to be in church. If you're in the church long enough, you'll experience it, right? Um, and the lack of the church authority to do what is right to protect the helpless or to stand up for true doctrine, but then also um, governments of this world. You know, there's something very comforting to know that there's no there's no group of powerful people that can get together and outmaneuver Jesus. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. know, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I mean, they can rebel against him. But Jesus is the ultimate chess master, and he knows the end from the beginning, and he's going to figure him out. And uh, he has figured him out, and he's going to um, make sure that all of their schemings that come from their evil hearts will um, will will not succeed. Right? What will succeed is that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That's and, right. Uh, and we know that because Christ, who has defeated death, is sit, is seated at the right hand of the Father. And so he's the one who has authority to equip the church to advance the kingdom to bring sinners into saving fellowship with God the Father and establish that justice and peace on earth. Wow. It's not all on your shoulders there, uh, Father Kurt. Oh, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, who can live under... I think that's also probably one of the reasons so many in our generation suffer from high levels of anxiety and and depression is because we are, unlike generations before, we're plugged into the world. Like we know everything that's going on um, I mean, well, as much as we can, I guess, trying to sift through um, what is fact and what is what is fiction. But anyway, we know a lot more uh, about what happens on a global scale. But yet, I think we have less resources to to deal with that, and and it drives us into this anxiety state. Un- understanding that Jesus has got this, <laughs> you know, allows us to just focus on the part that He's given us you know, the responsibilities he's given us in moving the kingdom of God forward. It doesn't rest on our shoulders to make this thing work. We just need to do the part that the, or we need to take the orders he's given us and do those. And that's one of the reasons why when, when I find myself most disgusted or downcast over 
whatever crazy stuff is happening in our in our political world, going to the prayer books, civil prayers are so helpful mm. to me personally, is it reminds me, A, I do have a duty and a big part of that duty is just to pray. Um, you know, as, as much as there is civic duty, my first duty is to pray. And secondly, it always reminds us that God is in control. All of these earthly powers answer to him in the end anyway. Yep. yep. It's, it's I, good stuff. That's important. And it, and it, it also, when we realize that Christ is ascended and seated at the right hand of the father, when it comes down to it, who are we going to obey God or man? That's right. I'm going to, I'm right. going to obey the real boss. That's right. You know? If you've been given some authority by him, you know, whether it's in the church or um, in a, in civil government, but if you're abusing that authority and you're, you're going against Jesus Christ, who is King, there, there is no question in my mind who I'm following, you know, by the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit, God, give me grace, right. Um, to do that. But knowing that Christ has ascended can give us a, just a, a confidence makes us truly free people, right? That's right. That's Christians right. cannot be subjugated because we're truly free because we will follow what Christ teaches us. And, and that's the bottom line. Yeah. That's why in uh first Peter two, when in the, in the same breath that uh, St. Peter says to submit to the earthly authorities, he says, um, you are free. Don't use your freedom as mm. for, for license, licentiousness or maliciousness, um, but use it to serve God. Amen. Right. As, as Christ did laying down his life for us. Man, this is the best message ever. I mean, <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I'm a I'm a Christian, that I know Christ, and that I get to be a pastor. Man, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, question seventy four: What does Jesus do for you as he sits at the Father's right hand? Because Jesus intercedes for us as our great High Priest, I may now boldly approach the Father and offer my confessions, praises, thanksgivings, and requests to him. Mm. So I don't know about you, but I don't usually think of being seated as a priestly position. Well, the bishop, I mean, the bishop is, is seated, right? When the bishop comes, he's, he sits in his seat as he does um, confirmations or ordinations. Um, so, I mean, I'm obviously as, as an American, I don't I don't know really anything at all about how a country works <laughs> where there's royalty. And I, you know, I know some people are really big into uh, what happens across the pond in England, but um, I'm more of a McDonald's guy than a Burger King. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess Kings, they legit when they legislate, right. They they're seated. Yeah, right. it's a, it's a position of judgment. Um, it's a position of decreeing. Yeah. Um, so even like with the bishop, you know, he's seated for ordinations, um, confirmations, um, those things where he is enacting something um, by his authority. So it's a, it's a position of authority. Um, but neither priests nor bishops are seated when we are um, consecrating the elements when we're, when we're, nor, nor when we're preaching. Um, so, and, and part, part of, part of what, what this, what this says to me is that, it, is that when Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father, um, part of, part of that is saying there is not an ongoing sacrifice. The sacrifice is done. Mm. You know, that, you know if, if that, if that makes sense. Yes. This isn't, this is an intercession of something that has been done. 
So oh, I'll throw you a curveball here then. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Because <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of the reading that we've had fairly recently in the lectionary of of uh, the first deacon, St- Stephen or Stephen being um, stoned to death. He looks and he sees Christ standing at the right hand of the father. Yeah, uh, that, that's a, that's an interesting passage. I was I was thinking about that. Um, I don't have a good a good answer for that. I I think I've heard that it might be because of the impending judgment, you know, basically seeing, according to what, you know, Stephen says about how the forefathers um, of God's people um, were hard-hearted and never listened, and so is this generation. Maybe it's anticipating the destruction of the temple in 70, you know, mm. when Christ sit, sits, right, there. that's when the judgment will be. The hammer comes down and the old the old is done away and the new the the new has come right in it in that complete sense um but yeah so this the seatedness well we we went a little bit maybe too off the off the rails here a little bit a little bit yeah <laughs> but but the the main thing is that um we have a confidence now to boldly approach the father yes because we yes. have we have an inside we have an inside uh person on the inside so yeah who's who it it is it is finished and he continues to intercede for us um so we do we offer our confessions praises thanksgivings and requests to him mm. um and and as he is our 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 priest uh we have the freedom to go boldly before the throne of grace as as the apostle says um with these things right. we can we can go boldly before our lord jesus um even when we're making confession before him we can we can do so with a certain amount of boldness in that we go to him knowing that he's accepting us mm. yeah we know the character of this one because he died he laid down his life for us right so we know yeah. that we can come to him and if we come to him in repentance truly sorry for what we've done in sincere repentance we know that he forgives and we can have that confidence and yeah so uh let's uh, question 75 here um what does jesus heavenly ministry mean for your life today a a great follow-up from that previous sentence um the answer I can rely on Jesus always to be present with me by the Holy Spirit as he promised. And I should always look to him for help as I seek to serve him. Yeah, that heavenly ministry means he's with us. And this, he has not left us. Yeah, this is this is important. The Holy Spirit, now um, we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit mediates that presence of Christ. So Christ is always with us. The king is always with us. And there needs to be a sense, we need to develop a sense as Christians of the presence of God. Sort of, uh, I'm thinking concentric circles, right? We, 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 we know him through his word and through the sacrament, but that, that is meant to bleed out into all of the different areas and moments of our life to have, to have a sense of the presence of the ascended Christ with us every moment and you know i found personally 
morning prayer is helpful, right? Because yeah. that's that starts the day, evening prayer, ending the day. Although I don't, to be honest with you, don't get the evening prayer very often with three boys. Um, but then also, yeah. the, the <laughs> I know Jesus, what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean with that. But the Jesus prayer, I think, is a way of maintaining that sense and and through calling out to Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. There's a sense of the risen Christ, the merciful King, always being present in all of the varied range of emotions that I experience throughout the day. Or, and I think that's really, really important. Yeah, once upon a time when I was kind of newer to return to the Anglican or the liturgical world period, um, I kept a um, single decade prayer beads that I had picked up somewhere um, so that I could kind of keep track of Jesus prayers when I'm um, in the middle of bad traffic <laughs> and things yeah. like that, you know, the kinds of things that just, yeah. just, just totally, <laughs> you know, will, will, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> make you wonder if you were ever really saved at all. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. That's, that's, that's something that, you know, I, I, I eventually kind of moved on from that, but I found that very helpful. Um, yeah, morning and evening prayer. Um, it's, it's so necessary. I, I particularly, you know, this, this question reminded me that in the litany, the great litany, um, which traditionally was done Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, although I think most American Anglicans anyway, might only do it a couple times a year during Lent, but, uh, in the great litany, um, it is specifically addressed to Jesus. Mm. Um, you know, most of the time our prayers are addressed to the father, uh, but, um, but yeah, in this, in this case, it is specifically addressed to Jesus himself. Yeah. And practically don't forget, it's a real basic Christianity 101, but we, we forget, right. To call out to the Lord for help in our moment. That's right. That's right. Like normally in our moment of need, we're trying to fix it. We're trying to, or we're, or we're just give we're given over into whatever, our negative uh, responses, like yelling at the person who cut us off in traffic. But if we want real transformation, we, the, we need to call out to the Lord yeah, for him to meet us. And, and when, when we bottom out, right. When we, when we lose a sense of our resources being sufficient, that's really the place where we encounter God. And, and how often does he let us get to that point to remind us of that? It seems to me. No. Um, I, I know my, my, my default <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whether it's on the, on the spiritual level, or on the physical level, my default is I want to power through. Mm. Um, I, I, re I remember two, two incidences, um, when I was, when I was younger, one, I was trying to build a computer and my, I had buddies who were, who had done this before. I'd never done it before. And like, Isaac, you need to take a break. No, I need to finish, you know? <laughs> and it was, and, you know, it was getting worse and worse. Uh, another time I was trying to build an electric guitar, same thing. Uh, you know, there, Isaac, stop. You're inhaling these fumes from the solder and you're, you're, you're getting stupid, but no, I want to power through. And I do that spiritually all the time too. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, stop, pray, let the Lord handle things. Right. He is the one that's in control. He, he is not up there wringing his hands concerned. And if we, if we, if we give our anxieties over to him, he will care for us. We, if we place yeah. our cares in his hands. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, I think that's all for today. I look forward to seeing y'all next week.
God bless. Thank you for joining us for Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a comment below. You can also take Anglican Catechesis with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. You can find the link in the YouTube description. Lord willing, we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit.